Welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual. In this episode, I'm thrilled to welcome our special guest, Jay Williams. Jay is a business coach and an advocate for using AI tools to drive business growth. Having built two six-figure businesses, he's helped over 536 business owners break through barriers to become mentally and emotionally unstoppable in their entrepreneurial journeys. He's also uh, been the host of the AI Business Accelerator Summit, uh, which I had the pleasure of uh, speaking at as well, uh, where he's gathered a wealth of knowledge about the potential of AI in transforming business operations. Today, we're going to delve into his journey, the lessons that he's learned, and his recommendations on how you can leverage AI to make your business unstoppable. Jay, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's uh, a pleasure to be here and I'm excited to talk about this topic for sure. So uh, yeah, looking forward to this one. Fantastic. Well, Jay, if you could start just by sharing a bit about your journey from struggling business owner, where I know that you were a long time ago, to becoming an AI advocate and a mindset mentor for entrepreneurs and creating all these you know, successful enterprises that you do now. Yeah, absolutely. So my journey really began uh, just under 10 years ago now where I was actually leaving the Air Force and I decided I was going to start my own business. There was the promise of freedom and uh, financial freedom and all of the other promises that the marketers told me about what business would look like. And I told much of my family and friends I was going to be a millionaire <laughs> within a year. And I thought, business was going to be so much easier than what it was. And I was very naive to business. I'd never built a business before. Of course, I'd done some stuff on the side, but never really threw myself fully into business. And what I discovered is I started an affiliate marketing selling high ticket products, and I was quickly confronted with myself. And what I mean by that is I was confronted with my own level of thinking, my own fears, my own doubts, my own struggles, procrastination. I struggled to focus. I chased the next shiny object. And when one business opportunity wasn't giving me the results that I wanted, I shifted from affiliate marketing and I uh, built an e-commerce store and sold private label products all over the world on Amazon.com. Now, we did half a million there. But that's just a vanity metric because the reality was the margins were less than 10% on that. Mm. And in the first five and a half years in business, I really struggled to make more than about 20K a year in my business. And a lot of this came down to the way I was thinking. And I had studied every marketing book, business book. I was super driven, super motivated. I'd done courses. I'd had coaches. I had all of the knowledge and all of the information that I could handle, but I just wasn't executing on it consistently. And I wasn't doing the things that actually drive results in my business. And so I went on this mammoth journey, went through all of Tony Robbins' suite, studied psychology, studied human behavior, philosophy, read all of the books around that, really delved into personal development. And one day, I mean, I had lots of challenges along the way. And I, I even had, I was at the point where my wife was, saying to me, look, if you don't get this going, it's either you get a job, which was not even an option, or it's just not going to work out for me. She wasn't my wife at this point. And I kind of 
hit a line in the sand moment where I just had to make a decision. And I, it was kind of, Jay, stop messing about and, and take this seriously. Or, you know, face the harsh reality of maybe losing the love of my life and ultimately ending up being in an even worse position than what I was when I started. And I was fortunate in that making that decision, it's funny how the universe works. I came across a guy who was kind of like a, a mindset mentor, if you like, for seven and eight figure entrepreneurs. And he really helped me to see the things that I couldn't see. I, I was kind of saying, no, oh, no, no, I don't have all of that problem. I've done loads of work on myself. I'm good. And what he did is he just showed me my blind spots, which I wasn't aware of. And what he helped me to do mm. is really confront the real fears and the real doubts that were holding me back in my business. And once he took me through this very specific process, I was able to clear up my thinking, clear up my mind, and I was able to act from a place of ultimate like power and confidence. And what this gave me is, of course, wisdom. It gave me story. It gave me yeah. insight. It was allowing me to execute on the strategies and tactics that I already have, which then started to create uh, the revenue which you alluded to before. And that gave me great um, inspiration to then start going share and share this with other people. And so since then, yes. I've helped people who are at the startup in business all the way to multiple eight figures in their business. And it's just been an amazing journey. And I just love to share this work because so much of the time, no business owner wakes up and goes, hey, I need to work on my thinking. I need to work on my mindset. They don't necessarily see that as the problem. Right. As a business owner, we want clients, we want cash flow, we want sales, we want leads. That's what we want. And that's what we see as the ultimate problem. So what happens is we don't tend to focus on the thinking component. And ultimately, mm. everything we do is a result of our thinking. So if you're, the things aren't showing up in your life, it ultimately comes down to one or two things. It's either the person, as in the leader of the business, or the process, i.e. the strategies or the tactics. Or if you're really unfortunate, it's both. And so yeah. you can spend a lot of time working on the strategies and tactics, but if you keep doing that and keep getting the result, when it, well, it can only be the other thing. And so that's how I really mm. came to be doing what I'm doing today. That's really nice. I love that. And it's, it, it's something I heavily identify with as well. Like I, I think particularly that experience of thinking that business would be easy and then continuously getting tripped up and not really understanding why. I think it was something that I definitely experienced myself. And I think when you start to then get results and you look back, you go, oh, like I was playing at it exactly as you say. And yet didn't feel like it at the time. Like, it didn't feel like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just messing about this. Like, at the time, of course, you feel like, oh, I'm, I feel like I'm doing the right things or because otherwise I wouldn't do them. But I think, as you say, it's like getting that support from someone else to help you see your blind spots is really important and, uh, and something that both of us have invested in. And now you help other people with, which is absolutely awesome. Um, for you then, like, you know, you, you went into kind of mindset mentoring. You've been helping entrepreneurs in these incredible ways. Um, I know, I know that, uh, you know, when we first uh, got connected, it was after you saw me speak at an event uh, on how to uh, leverage AI as a, as a junior employee in your organization, as, as part of your team and so on. Um, 
when was it, you know, what was kind of the turning point for you uh, when you decided to like embrace AI tools and explore that and look at that in your businesses and with your clients? Like what sparked that interest? Because, you know, when you approached me, you basically said, hey, will you speak at my AI summit? I'm doing all of this. But um, I, I kind of reflecting, I, I don't know what sparked your interest in it. Yeah, great question. I, I actually, I've always been a fan of technology. Uh, I always like to be on the cutting edge of everything I do. I used to have an IT background. And so IT and technology has always been something that I've been very curious about. And I'm also very curious about doing anything that makes my life easier and more efficient. <laughs> I, I, there's a robot, you can't hear it in the background, there's a robot buzzing around my kitchen, hoovering my kitchen right now, <laughs> because that's, I'm always looking at how can I, how can I optimize my time in a way that allows me to spend time doing the things I actually enjoy? And we've had conversations in the past, you know, you love hanging out with your kids and stuff like that. And so for me, I've got a strong value on time. And when I at first I heard this thing called ChatGPT, and while some people were sitting on the fence going, oh, it's scary, it's bad, oh, I don't know about this, it's another fad. I, I was the, one of the people that just jumped straight into it and, and just started breaking stuff and figuring things out. And that's how I ultimately learn is just through going and trying different things. And at, from there, of course, just exploded and tools were popping up and they still are like probably hundreds every single day of new tools people are saying that we should be using. And so naturally, my mind, which gets excited about shiny new tech things, <laughs> goes, whoa, this is incredible. I've been in the industry long enough and been in business long enough to then go, okay, right, let's calm down. Yeah. What are the problems you've got in your business and how do I spend only time investigating tools that actually help me solve the problems I have in my business? Because it is so easy when you get into it to just go down the rabbit hole and get lost. And so that's really how I got into AI and that's why I'm starting to pursue uh, AI in terms of building out summits and bringing that that what is working, what is what should you be focusing on it in AI, AI on what is actually yeah. just junk noise that probably isn't going to serve you in your time. Yeah, I love that, and and I think as you say, like the the important piece is you know it's great to geek out on it and learn about loads of tools, but the important piece is how do you actually apply it in the business and what really works. From your perspective on everything you've been learning and through the AI Summit and all your uh, uh, research and so on, what are some of the, like, give me a few of the AI tools that you believe every business owner should be utilizing to make their business unstoppable? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, most people have heard of ChatGPT. I think ChatGPT is changing every day and becoming more mm. evolved things like plugins that they introduced recently and then they introduced another what's it called is it codex where code implementer or code implementer that's it yeah where you can analyze data and recently i was speaking mm. to uh, neil patel if anyone's familiar with him he's voted the number one marketer in the world yep. He, on my interview with him, he said that the biggest opportunity in AI is using AI to analyze data. So strategically as business owners, we can make decision, better decisions and quicker decisions. 
And that was one of the big takeaways I got from his interview. So uh, GBT to analyze data will be really good. I'm sure there'll be plenty of other tools out there. I think um, Descript is a fantastic tool for video editing, uh, creating shorts if you create shorts on, on YouTube or you create reels on Instagram or Facebook. I think there's a great opportunity there as well. So Descript is a, another great tool. I personally use otter.ai. That's a, another one that I love. I think you use a slightly different option, Alexis, but I think you've used it as well. Yeah, you use Fathom, I, but they're similar, yeah. Yeah, j just because I find that just like doing a podcast like this, you share lots of great content, but then it's mm. like, how do you repurpose that? Or how do you summarize that? And how do you take that and turn it into a blog, turn it into a short, turn it into a reel, turn it into an image post? And then, of course, there's uh, things like Mid Journey, which is good for uh, image creation. That's a fantastic tool. Again, a tool that you can definitely go down the rabbit hole on and get lost in. Yeah. It's great for the imagery component. It isn't quite there in terms of text yet. So if you want it to put mm -hmm. text on things, it still requires yeah. some adjustments. So Photoshop and probably hiring a graphics designer, but it can do a lot of the heavy lifting and spark that those creative ideas. So one thing I speak to Neil about was that you can use tools like Midjourney to create really cool graphics on social media that are uh, disruptive and interrupt people's uh, scrolling. So that's what he was saying that his intention is to use it for. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. that, that's kind of what I'm seeing as some great tools that can cut down on mundane tasks, but also ignite that creative spark within you, within ChatGPT to create more effective copy or to create more effective email marketing campaigns, or even I've used it to help do market research and identify belief systems my target has about certain mm, topics nice. so that then I can build out masterclasses or webinars to help shift people's beliefs in a way that takes them down the funnel closer towards uh, buying my products and services. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I mean, and those are all all tools that, yeah, I adore and uh, using uh, on a daily basis and in, and increasingly embedding into our business process and getting our teams to use them, right? Because it's one thing, you know, you've heard me talk about, it. it's like one thing for you as the leader to learn it, which is great. But then actually, if you want real leverage, it's getting get it embedded into your team's processes so that they're leveraging the AI to achieve these things. Like, you know, utilizing Descript is a great example where, rather than you or a expert videographer uh, spending the time editing videos, you can suddenly have quite a junior member of staff who's able yeah, yeah. to edit this stuff together and repurpose in that way, which is really, really cool. And on that point, actually, um, it, there's other tools like Jasper's a great tool as well that's been around for some time now as well. I was yep. speaking to Austin at Jasper the other day. And there's tools like that, but there's also a great tool, which you may have used as well. Um, I spoke to her yesterday, uh, Jenny Smith, the founder of Scribe. So Scribe is oh, yeah. a great tool for creating SOPs. So uh, my biggest challenge, and I'm sure you'll get this, Alexis, has always been about, oh, when it comes to writing out processes, I need to take it out of my head and I need to get it into a piece of paper and then I need to train someone on it. Well, with platforms like Scribe, which has over a million users, mm -hmm. you can do the task on your screen 
and it will start screenshotting everything that you're doing so you can form quickly a PDF that you can pass on to someone and say, follow this, this exact process. And of course, you can edit it and make it fancy and yeah. all the rest of it. But that's just really powerful. Uh, a powerful tool to use and she's actually speaking at our next summit which is really cool as well oh cool yeah it'd be it'd be nice to uh yeah i'll be i'll, I'll look out for that and be nice to get connected because it's interesting i've looked at um scribe as an example and i i completely ex exactly say i love the simplicity with which you can capture that kind of stuff obviously on the air manual side that's something that we we kind of looked at and decided that actually for for usage and continuous improvement, it ends up with too much detail. You actually want your more high level. And so we came at it the other way around, which was starting with what does a really useful process look like and so that, that you can scale in your business. And then how can we make that really quick to capture? And so we've been ed embedding AI into Air Manual uh, and exploring that to, uh, to, to get that out. So it's, I think, as you say, like, there's so many different ways in which you can use AI to essentially accelerate the outcomes that you're looking to do. And I love those examples. It's funny, you mentioned your interview with Neil Patel. See, um, I, I watched that interview and I remember in the interview, he said that he was speaking at an event and a guy asked him about um, some of the you know uh, not so useful and useful things about AI and how he talked about marketing analytics. It won't surprise you to learn who that guy was. <laughs> it was me. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the event the event was yeah, the event was Adcon hosted by John Pemberthy and uh yeah, I, when uh, Neil Patel did the q and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go up and ask a question and so yeah, basically asked, I said uh, uh in the world of AI, I see a lot of red herrings like recreating a virtual version of your avatar and recreating your voice and using that for content marketing instead of you know, using your real voice and, and, and creating your own personal brand and profile, where are some of the areas that you see as red herrings and what are the areas that you see as most valuable? And it was interesting, yeah, he talked about that kind of marketing analytics uh, side, which is an interesting area because I, I completely agree with Neil that there's huge potential there. I'm yet to see really good implementations of it. I think that maybe it's the complexity of, and this is often the case with um, analytics generally, the complexity of bringing all the right data together and making sure that you've got good quality data going in the top is always really hard in marketing, right? Because it's you know, yeah. a customer, someone that becomes a customer, they might have heard of you from a friend and then listen to your podcast and then see a Facebook ad. But of course, for the purposes of your data, all you've got is, oh, this Facebook ad resulted in this customer. <laughs> and of course, it's like, yeah, it didn't quite work that way. So um, may maybe that's some of the challenges, but um, it'd be interesting like, whether you've seen other examples. But like, as, I mean, there was so much that was covered in that AI Business Accelerator Summit, including the interview with Neil Patel. Like, what would you say are some of the key lessons that you learned from, from hosting it? So is this the key lessons in terms of AI or the key lessons in terms of running a virtual summit? I just want to check. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll focus on the, the AI side. Like if it, I mean, I, uh, I'll happily interview you on a separate occasion about running the, <laughs> running events and so on, because uh, I know it's a whole interesting area. And for, for some people, that's a, a really attractive thing that they want to do. I know in general that people who are in the industry, um, yeah, like, like yourself like there are pros and cons of of doing it and so on but if we if we focus on that sort of application of ai and some things you learned from you know meeting all the speakers involved and and attending essentially you attended three days worth of these seminars which 
um, maybe some of your attendees did, but I know that for many it was, you know, they dipped in on certain days or certain sessions or, or whatever, but you got like full fire hose experience of it. So like when you distill all of that down, what are the things that you really took away as being the, the biggest insights? Yeah, absolutely. So what I'd say, first of all, is there was a consistent theme across all of the speakers. And this won't be news to most people that if you put crap in, you get crap out. And while AI is a great tool, it doesn't replace the need for education and understanding around foundational business principles and marketing and sales principles. And, And so I think that there are a lot of people who are trying to use AI and AI isn't there yet in terms of these tools. There's still a long way to go, as you alluded to with the data. I, I, I think that people's, people need to not put so much over-reliance on it as, mm-hmm. as a tool uh, and, and focus more on, um, okay, what is the quality of the things that I'm using it for? Like, and what I mean yeah. by that is, okay, I can say, hey, AI, give me my perfect avatar for a business owner doing six figures a year in their business, right? And it's kind of like, if you take AI and you go, oh, yeah, this is great, and you don't have an understanding or experience Mm. of it, you're going to go after that audience and you're going to make assumptions. And the assumptions are going going to cost you money. And so while I see AI as a great, resource and tool to do some of the heavy lifting, give you inspiration and insight. I think just like making any decision, I always say that it's great to trust your intuition, but you want to back that up with real data right? Mm. when you're making a decision. So instead of making emotional decisions, make decisions from a place of your intuition and leveraging data. And I think that the big thing I'm getting from a lot of people is that you need to have those foundational principles in marketing. Don't just rely on AI as a tool. Because the other thing you need to consider is that our biases built into AI as well that you may or not be yeah. familiar with. We had Vince Warnock talking mm-hmm. about how there's a gender bias, right? Built primarily by a white European male of a certain age. And they're trying to get more women, different ethnicities into AI. So we create more variety and they create a more vast mm-hmm database for the AI to actually pull from. So there's those things to consider as well. In terms of usability, I think that there's a lot of people getting very excited about AI, and I think that's right to do so. However, we need to regulate our emotions around it. (laughs) And I say that not as a scaremongering, but more from a place of I know how the human mind and psychology works and what tends to happen is anything that's new or shiny, Mm. we get carried away with it, we rush into decisions around it and then what happens is that thing fizzles out, that thing disappears just like Clubhouse did, people were spending God knows how much time on that thing and who really hears about Clubhouse anymore? Now, I don't think that's going to be the case for AI, but what I'm saying is not all of these tools are going to be around forever. And so I would tread carefully in terms of your selection of the tools that you're actually using 
and how much of uh, time you're investing into that. Because for most people, AI shouldn't be their focus right now. Most people, the foundational principles of business are still the same. You still need to get clients, right? You yeah. need to generate leads every day. You need to close those leads. You may need to, or you need to make more offerings to those people. Most people aren't even doing that. So AI is just another distraction. And it's my kind of guidance that I've learned is, yes, I'm running incredible summits with incredible speakers. And by all means, come and join and digest sections of that, as you alluded mm -hmm. to. That's what people do. But I still believe that the focus should be on the foundations of business, marketing and sales as well. Just leverage AI to do some of that heavy lifting when you get writer's block, when you want insight quickly uh, because i honestly think that just a, a phone call that i had this morning i honestly think that there is going to be regulation around ai there is going to mm -hmm. be big platforms like amazon and google and other platforms that are going to uh, clamp down on it and again if you put everything into it <laughs> then no. what's going to happen Facebook changes its algorithm or, or or YouTube or Amazon or Google, then it's all well and good saying, hey, you know, use SE, use ChatGPT to write your blog post. But what happens when Google turns around and goes, well, yeah, we've detected this is written by AI. We're going to shut it down. And because of that, we're going to blacklist you and stop you from ranking yeah. for all the stuff that you were getting traffic that was making you money. So yep. that, that's kind of, I know that sounds a little bit doom and gloom and not an optimist viewpoint. I think it's important to say that because there is an incredible opportunity with AI for us to be more effective, for it to leverage it. I just think it's not there yet. And we still need to remember the foundations of business, in my opinion. Yeah, I love that. I, th I think that's I think that's so key. And I think, as you say, there, there are going to be so many examples of those sort of slaps, you know, whether it's, as you say, like um, Google slapping blogs that have been supported with AI, or um, you can imagine if people use um, uh, AI tools to create images that then go into ads, you can imagine initially it does really well, and then suddenly it gets slapped and you get your account banned or whatever, and so on. And so I think the, I think there are a few things that I take from that. One is um, absolutely operate in the letter of uh, what the terms and service and all that kind of stuff like whenever I hear people out there talking about oh here's some clever hacks that you can use that does this and yet it's not in line with their terms of service it's like okay maybe you'll get away with it until it works enough that they spot it and then you get slapped so it's it's yeah. just not worth it but then actually probably more guiding than that is as you say, like making sure that you've got enough knowledge that you know what goods looks like so that you're not putting out rubbish content that, uh, you know, uh, doesn't fulfill the needs or, or looks weird or whatever, because you're just relying on AI to do a good job. And I think I like the way that you put it, like you make certain assumptions, particularly if you lean on AI too heavily to fill in your gaps in knowledge. Um, you know, I've seen examples of people using AI, uh, using ChatGPT to do research and they're like, oh, yeah, it was great. I did all this research that wouldn't normally take me out. I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, oh, well, it got me all these statistics and so on. And it's all fabricated. Like, it's not using real data. It's just it knows what those statistics would look like and even what the URL would look like if there was a page to support those statistics. And so I think, as you say, you need to have that knowledge. And then third and probably most importantly, 
focusing on your audience. I love exactly how you say, like, ultimately, you've got to go back to what are the real business challenges? And normally they're around acquiring clients and so on. And so you have to get to the heart of what you're doing there. And I saw a, a nice example of this was um, a member of my team was playing around with what you could do with HubSpot's um, AI to create, uh, to draft emails. You know, it's like a um, write, write an email for me from HubSpot yeah. and it uses AI based on some inputs. And they shared it in the Slack channel to say like, oh, look, you know, I, I produced this using some really basic prompts and it's not bad. And whilst I'd agree it's not bad, another member of my team highlighted how it is, um, it would probably mean that 100% doesn't get read. Yeah, because it you know it doesn't meet best practices around like making sure that it's um, short, action focused, really pinpoints what's the benefit to them, like makes the call to action less salesy, all these sorts of things that when you then see you go, oh yeah, no that you're absolutely right, no no one would read that. Whereas this one that's been written by a human is so much better. And so I think as you say, you have to have that that knowledge of of what's um, of of what you're trying to get to, and I love the way you describe it, like doing the heavy lifting, reducing the, um, the sort of the blank page uh, issue, giving you that inspiration. Um, what about AI tools that can perhaps help in reducing stress, and um, or perhaps some of the ways in which you've been using AI to reduce stress, re improve efficiency in in your kind of day to day? What does what does that look like now for you? Yeah, so in terms of uh, reducing stress, I think this goes back to your point of the way you approached our manual, because what you said is that we look at the process first and then we pull mm. AI, AI in behind that. And I think there was a lot, it was very smart in what you said, and I like your approach. And I think that the first step we always need to look at is what, how are we doing things? right is is this an effective is this a lean process does it create the result that we want because most people i find and i know this is a sweeping generalization and i've had it as well so i can talk into that are just doing stuff that's unnecessary because they don't have the space and time to be able to or they're not making the space and time which is a better mm. use of language to be able to sit down and go okay, <laughs> if I just got a lean process in here, if I looked at this process of how I'm creating this result, and I did that for much of the main processes in my business that generate me results mm -hmm. in particular, then that's going to be absolutely game changing for me in terms of my time, in terms of the, the money. And I think ultimately, most business owners, uh, time is an issue, money is often an issue, right? There's mm -hmm. always this thing of, well, I've got 101 things to be done, depending on what the level of business is at, I've got 101 things to be done. Um, where do I focus my time? And then, of course, when you're not getting the revenue that you want, or the general, you haven't got the cash flow you want, then that poses a problem as well. So this, all of this stuff contributes to stress, right? So. Mm -hmm um overwhelm is the word i'd use and yeah. of all of the business owners i've worked with now it's actually way more than five and i've probably worked with a couple of thousand now the yeah. actual the actual biggest challenge i see faced by business owners is focus like mm, literally nice. is that 
focusing on uh, serving one group of people with solving one problem with one mm. service until you're doing it really well and just doing that over and over and over and often on one platform because people try and do too much. And so it's not so much a lesson in what AI tools to use because there's many out, of the, out there, as yes. I alluded to, I, I use ChatGPT to streamline things like creating masterclasses I use. Um, chat GPT to help with writing scripts for my reels, mm -hmm. right? And, and giving it the structure and the framework for that. I think it's more about controlling what we're focusing on. And this is why I'm putting so much emphasis and it's terrible for the promotion of my next summit. Absolutely. I just want to be real with people though, because I think this is the biggest challenge is where are you spending your time? Because I always ask myself the question, it depends on what stage of business you're at, of course. I always ask myself the question, what is going to generate me revenue today? Mm. What is going to generate me revenue today? And if that's the question that's leading me, yes, it's a short term time frame in that I'm looking today and I absolutely look at future as well. But that's the question that helps me to focus and make sure that every day I do the money producing activities and then that helps with the stress because money creates a lot of stress or the yeah. lack of money creates a lot of stress. Lack of cash flow, lack of sales creates a lot of stress, which then leads to more over emotional overwhelm. If I can handle that, then I can have the rest of my time to go and focus on how do I streamline those processes and create more space and time by me being more effective. Does that make sense? It absolutely does. Yeah, I love that. And, and, and I love, you know, your approach and how candid you are around uh, things that are like AI and your approach to it, because I think I think you're spot on, like the temptation, the the easy thing to do is get so caught up in the, the shiny object syndrome and um, and and not just on AI, on everything. Like, as you say, focus is the key. And it's so hard. And it's something that we all struggle with, myself included. Like it's uh, I commonly look at who we serve with Air Manual. And of course, um, you know, different customers will say, oh, Alexis, you know, AI's, uh, uh, Emmanuel's just absolutely fantastic for, and then normally they'll list, they'll give their industry, right? And then they'll say, so as a result, you should focus on that. And of course, we hear that so commonly, you go, oh, yeah, we, maybe we should, should we like segment or niche or do all these things? And, and, you know, they, they say, you know, pick one channel, do that really well. And that's, that's hard. It's, it's it, like picking that one thing and putting your eggs into that one basket and making it work is yeah. terrifying. And I think it kind of loops nicely back to, to that point that we made at the beginning around the, the key around mindset and the addressing, you know, fixing the person uh, as much as, as fixing the process. Now, yeah, something that else occurred to me. This is yeah, really important. Um, it's hard because of marketing. <laughs> <laughs> right like marketing leverages psychology like smart marketers leverage psychology and everything that marketing does it creates infatuation right that the the best words to use are new and free <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, 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 hey a free a new free ai tool that's going to save you time make you more money <laughs> and help you close more deals right it's it's a winner and so the challenge that we always have is that People have infatuations, right? Infatuations in our mind. And these infatuations that are also amplified by marketing lead to us going down the shiny object because we often mm -hmm. think that 
especially if you're not getting the results that you want from a platform or an offering or an audience. It's always kind of like that grass is always greener on the other side. And sometimes it's better to stick with the devil you know than the devil you don't and get that working really well. Now, sure, there comes a point where you do have to cut court sometimes and be like, okay, we've been at this for years and spent all this money and it hasn't worked. So maybe we need to try a different approach. But for most people, they just don't stick at anything for a long enough period of time until mm-hmm. completion. And, and that's what gets in the way. And it's partly because marketing is constantly creating this infatuation. And we're all taught in marketing, when everybody else goes east, you go west. So if everybody else is saying, go to TikTok, it's going to make you loads of money, get you loads of clients, get you loads of leads, there'll be someone on the opposite side of the fence going, TikTok's dead. <laughs> Don't keep that. And it creates a lot of confusion in the marketplace. And so we're all yeah. there with our, our big up eyes bulging going, where do I focus? <laughs> because everybody is giving me mixed messages all the time. And so my guidance and support on that is always limit your, be careful who you listen to and limit your exposure to marketing messages as much as you yeah. can, can, because it will definitely distract you and it will definitely take you in a rabbit hole that will probably take you to a place that isn't better than what where you are now, but actually worse. No, I love that. That's a really, really good point and a good one for us to uh, to kind of close on because I think, I think um, you know, you talk about be careful you listen to and make sure that you, you're getting that kind of good advice. I'd definitely put you in my list of uh, really good people to listen to. How can other people learn more about you, Jay, and, uh, and, and follow you and get your insights and, and so on? Yeah, absolutely. So if people want to find more, find out more about me, you can go to jwilliamscoaching.com. Or if you want to find out about my upcoming summits, I have my AI Advantage Summit, which is running in just a few weeks time. And I actually have uh, my Influence Mastery Summit running in September. If you want to find out about that, you can drop me an email, j at jwilliamscoaching.com. And I think we're streaming on LinkedIn, so you should be able to find me on LinkedIn through this stream. If not, I'm sure Alexis will put a link in the show notes as well. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely will do. Well, thank you so much, Jay. It's been great having you a guest on the podcast. You've shared so much great insight. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you having me and uh, hopefully people enjoy this one. Yeah, I'm sure they will. And I'd also um, like to recommend in a, uh, people check out the uh, the guide that we wrote if people haven't uh, seen it or uh, grabbed hold of it yet. It's still available as, a, as an ebook for free, uh, which is the guide uh, for business leaders on how to use AI and chat GPT. Uh, it actually includes an interactive checklist that you can use uh, to get your team to try out some of the AI tools, including it's, it's funny, I was thinking about some of the uh, what's in here when Jay was listing um, some of the tools like Descript and ChatGPT and like Midjourney as being like, these are some of the tools that you absolutely should be trying on. Go, oh, cool, it's, it's in the checklist. Um, so you can use that checklist with your team to both get them to try out some tools, but most importantly, reflect on how AI can actually be leveraged in your business rather than get tempted by the shiny syndrome, uh, shiny object syndrome. So uh, you can find that uh, available free as an ebook at airmanual.link forward slash AI forward slash ebook. Um, But otherwise, there you have it. Huge thank you to Jay Williams for joining us today and sharing such 
insightful ways to leverage AI uh, for explosive business growth and to reduce stress and free up your time. If you found today's episode insightful, please do share it on your preferred social media platforms. Tag us in. Let us know your favorite key takeaway. Uh, your support would really mean a lot. But otherwise, once again, thank you, Jay, for your time and wisdom. And to all of our listeners, until next time, have fun.